Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Second Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, April 17th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Roll X Sports Radio. Call. Just a little 20-minute delay there. Nothing nothing too nothing too terrible. No big deal. Uh, we were having some technical difficulties. CJ Walker and Justin Kalen. I briefly started a Twitter space just because I wasn't sure exactly how much longer it was going to be. Wanted to give people a heads up about what was going on as they're searched in the dial wondering where Kentucky Roll Call is. I guess another radio show was on. It was confusing some folks, but but we're here. And then, of course, once I started the Twitter space, it uh, Scoots got it figured out. The computer started working. Whatever was freezing decided to unfreeze and thaw out and get the week going with a little KRC on Big X. Hope you had a great weekend. Nick Roush is out today. He's at a horse farm, and I, I guess he acted like we were supposed to know what that was all about, Scoots. I had no idea. But he he is at a horse farm, apparently, and not doing the show today. So it's Scoots and myself, and we believe Trevor Kelsey is going to be joining. Uh, not sure where he's at. It's already 26 minutes late. However, we'll get that stuff uh, figured out in time, I'm sure. Scoots, how are you? I'm pretty good. It's a uh, it's a new week. Basically, the station equipment decided that it was Monday. Um, that's what I'm gonna roll with. So it, it was having a tough time waking up. So we got it to wake up, much like Trevor Kelsey. He's awake and ready. He said he was uh, going to grab his computer and he'd be right on. So that's big news that the big guy is awake, ready to go. He is. He does sound a little groggy, a little grumpy, um, but he's he's awake. So that's all that matters. How are you, TJ? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, not not the not the best night's sleep ever, but not a terrible one either. It was a good weekend and and ready to get this this week started off right. So text on into the Thornton's text line. You can get your week started off right by stopping at a Thornton's, getting a delicious breakfast sandwich. Whatever you've got in mind, most likely Thornton's gonna have it and it's gonna have it at the best price in town. For 89 cents, you can get a 32-ounce soft drink of your choosing at Thornton's right now and download the app and be a Refresher and Rewards member. You'll save money at the pump each and every time. Very easy to use, and who doesn't want to save a little bit of cash? There's Thornton's all over, so no excuse not to be able to save money as gas prices continue to be 
higher than I'd like, Scoots, higher than I'd like. So being able to save either $0.03, cents, $0.10, cents, $0.15, cents, depending on where you are in the Refresher and Rewards tiers, which you just work towards by going to Thornton's, so you don't have to pay anything extra and do anything like that. You just got to go to Thornton's. And every bit helps, Scoots. Yeah, I, didn't we? What happened to the cheaper gas? Didn't we get reports that the gas was going to go down, get back to a manageable level? It didn't happen, unfortunately. It's, I mean, it's unbelievable. How long have we been in the threes for gas? It seems like years. Maybe it happened I mean, kind of briefly. I think it got down to like maybe a buck cheaper than it is right now, but not for long. Yeah, I agree with you, Scooch. All right, he's here. He's joined us. Trevor Kelsey has gotten his computer. He helped with the technical difficulties this morning, although did he fix it or did he not fix it? Who's really to say? Trevor Kelsey, how are you? Well, you're on the air, little punks. So I guess I fixed it for now, right? Wow. <laughs> so credit to Trevor for fixing it, none to Scoots. Oh, correct. Uh, well, that was Scoots that, that, that discovered the problem. That's that true. Well, he's the only one at the studio, so I'd hope he'd be the one to discover the problem. <laughs> I mean, don't promote his accomplishments, TJ. Give the man some credit. I, I was happy we got on the air. I wasn't thrilled it was twenty minutes late, but stuff happens. It's Monday. It's there, there's there's worse. Yeah, it's not it's not a huge deal at all. So uh, it's all good, Trevor. How how have you been? What's up? Oh man, um, I've been better normally when I'm sleeping at this time of the day. But you know, it's okay. Uh, I was I was going to be up on time for the most part. Uh, Scoots can say he was calling me. I wasn't answering, but I did see his phone ringing at 6.50 and thought to myself, I'm not answering this till 6.58 because I've got eight more minutes of sleep. Uh, I did not know it because there was a technical issue. I thought it was just because Scoots hated me and, and wanted me to wake up. Well, you think I'm your alarm clock, Trevor? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you saw it in a TV show and you wanted to reenact it, reenact it to me uh, by calling and waking me up. I, I don't know. I don't know what you do for fun. I mean, so, uh, but other than that, I'm doing good, TJ. How are you, man? It's it's a Monday morning. It's 7 a.m. The, the, the sun is up. The dogs are out peeing. The, 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 the neighbors are walking walking around. It's, it's a good day. It's a good week. Yeah, you're not usually up this early. Not, not, not since you got let go from Kentucky Roll Call for your music choices. <laughs> I still think that was, uh, there was some kind of racial, uh, racial effect to that. Yeah, you're playing terrible white person music. We're, we're the, I was the I was a product of another vault cancel culture. <laughs> you were one of the first casualties. We're the same know. race, Trevor. So that doesn't make sense. No, the you're human, the human race. The human race. Yeah, really. <laughs> How about that? Well, good. All right. Uh, we do we are gonna talk sports. There is a lot to get to. You know how we generally like to to start our shows. Every day, but let alone after a weekend. I'm excited to talk the Batcats. We'll maybe get to that in the second segment or maybe closer to the, the top of the hour. They, they, they win one. They win one down in Baton Rouge, against, Baton Rouge against the number one team in the country and should have won the series. Uh, they got absolutely clobbered on Thursday. They didn't deserve to win that one, although just a strange decision by Nick Mingio, and although we talked about that on, on Friday. And then maybe another strange decision on Saturday, the series finale, to intentionally walk a batter. The next batter gets. Oh, well, now we're just talking the Batcats. Now we're now we're we've we've dove we've driven we've driven we're in we're talking about it. They decide to intentionally walk a batter in the eighth inning, and then the next batter gets plucked and gets hit. So it walks in. Or, 
the intentionally the the intentionally walk batter loaded the bases. So when the next batter got hit, it was a free pass to home plate. That was the go ahead run. The Batcats couldn't get anything going in the ninth, and what was once a two run lead, I think, in the seventh inning, they lose by one by the end of the game. So they they let that one slip away for sure, and they played pretty sloppy, all things considered, for a team that should have probably won the series. They 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 were a sloppy bunch. I think they allowed 37 free passes between walks and hit batters on the weekend. That is just an insane amount. And yes, they did get thrashed on on Thursday, and maybe that plays a role, but a lot of it was still on sat on Friday and Saturday with the win on on Friday and then again coming up just short on Saturday. So it's a kind of a conflicting series. Anytime if you can win one on the road at the number 1 team in the country, that's better than getting swept. Any any old team in the country can get swept, but finding a way to get one, that's good. That could end up being big for UK somewhere down the road. But then you also feel like it was a little bit of a missed opportunity because if you win that series, you're probably moving up top five in the country, somewhere in that ballpark. You're sitting really pretty in the SEC. You've probably punched your NCAA tournament ticket, although I do think the expectations are, even though UK baseball has been so bad lately, I do think the expectations are more than just getting to the tournament. That's kind of the weird thing about the spot that UK's in. We do want to get to the tournament, but when you're ranked number 12 in the country and you may be a top 25 team for the majority of the season, you're going to probably have some slightly higher aspirations than just making the old dance. So uh, it was a conflicting weekend. It could have been better, probably should have been a little bit better, but it also, I think, showed that Kentucky can can play with the big boys. I wasn't overly blown away by LSU. Uh, I'm certainly not overly blown away by Kentucky. I, I've made that kind of clear, but I think that may just be college baseball. It may just be college baseball this year. So the Cats are right there with the best of the best. Just need to clean it up a little bit, not be as sloppy, and find a way to kind of close out some games. I don't really trust this pitching staff from the Cats, but they fight and they find ways to hit and, and stay in game. So uh, we'll see. The schedule just remains brutal. They still have, what, four out of their five final series against top 15 teams in the country. So – it doesn't get much easier. I think they're finally back at home this week for a Tuesday midweek game, and then they'll have, I think, Texas A&M come into town this weekend. They'll really need to win that series, but we can, of course, talk about that a little bit later in the week. I'm the only U.K. guy on the show today, so I wouldn't expect Scoots or Trevor to be able to chat Batcats with me this this weekend. I did see you in the series against Wake Forest, but they were able to squeak out the series finale. Indiana baseball, or I don't even know if they're playing this year. I'm not. Sure <laughs> I think, I think they dropped the program years ago. Yeah, I, I don't think they care anymore. Uh, now, for, for the record, no, I did not watch a lot of your LSU series. I did see the scores throughout the weekend, and most of my concentration, yes, was on Louisville falling short against Wake Forest, um, losing to them more times this weekend than they had the entire series since we've been in the ACC, which is crazy. But Wake Forest is really good this year. I mean, I, without even watching, I can only hear one stat that you said in that, that Batcat series. That was like 37 free passes. And then, I mean, that's that's the equivalent of the, the basketball term, just turning the ball over for, for live turnovers. Like the global did basketball every game. You can't, you go into any, against number one team, number 10 team, any good team in the SEC or anywhere in the country on the road, and you're not, I mean, it's not going to, you're not going to be able to overcome that once. I mean, that's, that's averaging. That's every that's every bat in your lineup getting at least averaging three, three bases. 
mean, that's just, you can't do that. I mean, it's not when you're playing a team that's probably more talented. You know, I don't know college baseball up and down, but I think it's safe to say probably LSU has more talent than Kentucky does, even though Kentucky's been playing well and LSU is still good. But, yeah, you just can't do that. I mean, it's bottom line. You just can't do it. I, th- I think you uh, I think you nailed it. Just sloppy. The stuff that yeah. – and, yes, LSU has a lot more talent than Kentucky does. But you didn't really see it that way with the exception of just some 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 goofy mistakes from the pitching staff. Uh, LSU had some mistakes in the outfield as well that helped Kentucky, obviously. But uh, interesting series. Uh, it, but you roll on. You didn't get swept. Again, I, I think you can take that. If the, the good road series, I, I think every team you play on the road the remainder of the way, again, is a top 15 team in the country. If you find a way to squeak out one, not the end of the world. Not not that that will that will do, uh, and then maybe you'll find a way. Just like on Saturday, you had the opportunity. You go ahead in the seventh inning, and you may find a way to win a series, which would would be colossal. But missed opportunities, but also could have been a little bit worse. Conflicting from the Batcats this weekend, but uh, it was fun to watch. Like this is just kind of what I wanted. So so hats off to Nick Mangione and this team. Just wanted a good team to follow along with after the basketball season ends. Because for the last few years, it was, you can follow along. You're not going to have a really good time. None of our listeners really gave a poop about really bad baseball teams, and I don't blame them. Uh, last year when they made a little bit of a run, it was slightly interesting, although I thought the writing was on the wall. But this year is what we've been looking for. So keep it up, and then it'll be good for them to get back home this week and and shake off. Uh, they've lost four out of their last six. That's not, that's not good. It's not what you're looking for. But also not the end of the world. So, well, welcome to the world of welcome to the world of uh, baseball relevance in, co- in the world of college sports. Hey, welcome to Maybe one day our basketball team will be able to do the same. The 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 Batcats and U of L baseball led by Dan McDonald, just two programs that can't find a way to win it all. Can't win the big one. Uh, there, they, they fight. They'll do some good things. They'll have a good time, but they just can't seem to win. The big one, or Trevor, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's, he's talking to Scoot, so okay, I get it. Uh, it. That's a little ongoing joke we have where UL baseball has been wildly successful and has been really impressive over now over a decade, decade plus now, almost coming up on two decades. Yeah. And it's it's there's no reason Kentucky couldn't do the things UofL's doing or be the program that UofL has been over that time span. And it really just came out of nowhere. But the ongoing joke that UofL fans had about John Calipari for the longest time was, well, you can't win a title. You can't win the big one. And then, of course, he did. And now it's been a long time. You question, can he win another big one? And I think that's actually probably a fair question. So the ongoing joke, though, is we do that with Dan McDonald. Can't win the big one. Yeah, the program's great, but can't win the big one. And it's also fun to do with Jeff Walls, but I think KRC listeners, uh, I, I think they're, they're up to date with that. I don't get the joke part, but I mean it's ongoing. I can do that. Most jokes are funny, like you know. Horse oh, horse I, 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 I think if you can't make yourself <laughs> laugh, then you're you're not you're gonna have a tough time making anybody else laugh, and that one cracks me up. I really get, I really get a, a kick out of it. I know you do. I know you do. And one day we're going to take that and we're gonna kick you right back. We're gonna win that big one, baby. Oh, oh, and when that happens, you're going to have an absolute blast for a long time with it. And you know what? I'll have to just I'll 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 deserve it. I'll have to I'll have to eat it up. Yeah, but, you'll, sw- you'll switch to the cow montage. Well, can he win another one? But Let's the, keep doing it good. Well, we're lucky. Hey, but the good news is he can't win the big one, so I don't have to worry about that. Scoots, how's your Bud Light protest going? 
I'm not protesting. I, I had some platinums this weekend. I, I thought you said you were taking a break from from Bud Light. I am not. He, here's the are deal. You, are you on that Bud Light boycott? No, crap? no. He's on the boy. He's on the boycott. I am not. Trevor. No. Okay, here's Kid Rock. I freaking hate. Like, what does it matter? So here's what I was telling my roommate this weekend. You've got all these people across the country who have drank Bud Light for years. That's their number one beer of choice. But they come out and put a rainbow on it or a transgender, whatever they did, and now all of a sudden you don't like Bud Light? Like, give me a break. Why are we? Adults are constantly saying how soft kids are these days. Adults these days are just as soft as kids. Like, that is ridiculous to stop drinking a beer because they put a freaking rainbow on it. Like, get out of here. You're drinking Bud Light. You're already soft to begin with. That's true. That's true. See, come on. I, I, listen, I, I, I was way ahead of this this, this trend. I, I, st- I, I wouldn't want to drink a Bud Light when I was 21, let alone 42. I mean, it's nasty to begin with. So, I I do. Scoots, that that's that's a that was a good that was a good rant. Uh, that was a good that was a good rant. I don't care. I do laugh at the idea of like all these liberals and uh, people in the LGBTQIA, or I, it, I think that's it. I'm not trying to be rude if I'm if I'm leaving any of them off. But there's a team there somewhere. I do love the idea of like those communities having to act like they now like Bud Light. Or have to go drink Bud Light to support it, and just be like, "Oh my gosh, it's the worst beer in the world." Uh, but but I but I have to do it. But I have to, like <laughs> it's it's bad beer. It's bad beer if you do want to drink it. It's bad beer if you don't want to drink it. Interesting enough, Scoots. I went to a stock the bar party this weekend, and uh, it was a great time. But they had just the the host had just a huge cooler of beer, and uh, they had every you know they had all different varieties. They had some IPAs. They had just all the different versions of the light beer, and people got after it at this party. Just you know that drinks were flowing. The weather was perfect. The NBA games were really good on Saturday. We're going to talk NBA here in just a moment. But when we were leaving the party, there were probably twenty six Bud Lights left in the cooler, and nothing else. Not a single other beer left in the cooler except for all the Bud Lights. Huh. Yeah, I mean, that just goes to show you people are passionate about something. They're going to stick to it. By the way, I didn't I know you drank. It's Freedom Fries. I, I have a theory, too. I, I don't think people are I, – I don't think those Bud Lights didn't get drank because people really care. Maybe some people did. I don't know. I think people just didn't want to be the person drinking a Bud Light and have people be like, oh, you're drinking a Bud Light. I think like people just maybe avoided the beer to avoid just a conversation about stuff like that. I possibly that or people just don't like crappy Bud Lights. I don't know. I find it interesting that you drink at a stock the bar party. But it doesn't sound like you did very good stocking the bar if you drank it all. Scoots, you bring a gift. You bring like a nice bottle of alcohol. I actually did not bring a nice bottle of alcohol. I brought just like kind of a house alcohol where <laughs> I brought vodka, like a big thing of vodka and I was like, I know you all are going to get so many nice bourbons and all this, that, or the other, but sometimes you may have company over and they just want like a crappy vodka drink. And now you're going to have this ginormous thing of vodka and they seemed uh, appreciative, but I wouldn't expect them to really say anything else, but maybe I should have just gotten good bourbon now that I'm saying it. Was it at least, was it at least Wheatley's, was it at least Wheatley's TJ? It uh, it was not, but they they're not mm. paying our station, so I'm not going to say who it was. Heard. So so does that mean someone brought Bud Light and just didn't even drink it and drink somebody else's booze? I think the host probably just bought a bunch of different beers. Ah, uh, okay. 
would would probably be my guess. It was weird because like that, it, it's not the group that cares about any of that stuff, and I don't think even people noticed it. But I, you know, wanted to take just have one more goodbye beer and looked at the selection and said, "All right, well, honey, I guess it's just no more beer for TJ." Was it can or bottle? Just kidding. I had the Bud Light. I I have I've been still drinking Bud Light. Um, I don't care. I don't really care. It was a can. Ugh, yeah, I, would, yeah. I, would, I don't care what kind. I don't care what they're. they're oh, they're cans greater than bottles. Get the oh, hell out no. of here. It's disgusting. I want to drink cans. Okay, beer. you don't drink. You don't drink, Trevor, and that's great. But even when I drink. did drink, I'm talking about. I'm going back to my drinking days. Even then, I did bad start cans. That was like in the first Bush administration. The times have changed, pal. I've got to agree with Trevor here. It was during both administrations of the Bushes, for for the record. Here's the power rankings and proper ways to enjoy a beer. One, and this is not without dispute. Draft. 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 I agree. I'm not going to argue that. No. One is draft. Two bottle. is can. Two oh. is can. Three is bottle. Four is plastic aluminum can or bottle thing. You know, I like you grew up like just, rich and fancy. What, what's all this can love? You trying to slum it or something over here? What? I, I don't think. I don't think cans is a rich and fancy sort of deal. Bottles are wildly accessible. I, cans just. I don't know. I feel like they preserve better. And there may be like factual evidence that they don't. Uh, you, but I, I just I I think they taste better. With the exception of ice cold Sprite out of the fridge, nothing is but nothing. Cans is always lasting every uh, every drink. Agreed. Uh, my my like six year soft drink hiatus unfortunately is over because of cold sprites in the fridge, just like you described, Trevor. I mean that that I'll accept out of a can. Anything else like. I'm not I saying myself not. having multiple ones a week at dinner, and I, it is that first sip. It's just it's a it's a game changer. And yeah. I don't like drink coffee or do any energy drinks or anything. The only sugar I usually drink is lemonade, which I probably do have too much of. But uh, I've I did try Coke for, for again. I've only had like two since like 2015. I thought it was kind of gross to be honest with you. Didn't really didn't really do it for me. It's sweet yeah, it's if you haven't had it. Yeah, yeah, I remember when they did the the, the the bring back the Mountain Dew from like my like the nineties. They bought them back a few years ago, and I tried one. I was like, "How did I ever get hooked on this crap?" Like, oh, this is disgusting. Like, give me, give me the new current Mountain Dew with the more addicting and it's not not as right in your face. I guess with all the sugar, but so that's big sugar in it. Even the can, I'll drink, I will drink something out of a can soda wise, but it, it, never a preference. Always bottle or or, or fountain. By the way, since we're on the soda talk, I saw a guy on on uh, eBay yesterday. He had a 20-ounce bottle of Sierra Mist. Dude was selling it for $25,000. Did Sierra Mist go out of business without me knowing? Yeah, it's now Starry. Since when? Uh, Probably two, three weeks now. Yeah, there's no more Sierra Mist. Oh, I've been seeing Starry everywhere, and I was like, what the hell is this? That's the new Sierra Mist. Thanks, now, dudes. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Now, is this is this Coke trying to do a new Coke thing again, so they can they can they can make a crappy version of Sierra Mist, and everybody's like, "We miss Sierra Mist," and they'll bring it back. So That's basically, basically, Sierra Mist was made with cane sugar, and every other soft drink uses high fructose co- corn syrup. So yeah, they cheaper. changed from cane sugar to high fructose corn corn syrup. So it's just like the other, they conformed. Yeah, basically. But it's a lot cheaper too. Yeah, it's the corn syrup is probably too Trevor, cheaper. Trevor, are you hating on Coke Zero? 
I don't think I ever had Coke Zero. Back when I was in my Coke days, <laughs> when I was in my Coca-Cola days, I uh, Coke Zero was where where it was at. That was good. So much I mean, better than Diet Coke. I think everybody can, everybody can agree to that. And I can agree that back in my Coke days, canned beer didn't bother me as much either. <laughs> uh, zing! <laughs> Woo. Uh, yeah, Coke Zero, that's the one zero sugar, right? I, I, I don't know. Sure. Yeah. I, I, do, I, I, do, I do know I've been drinking a lot more like the Gatorade Zeros lately, trying to go with the, the, the limits of sugar a little bit. That, well, your first, your first mistake is drinking a Gatorade and not a Powerade. I haven't had, tri- I haven't had the Powerade Zeros. Well, everything Powerade is better than Gatorade, so. Well, I can't, I, I cannot confirm or confirm that no i'm, I'm, te- I'm telling you the you zeros worry about it i'm letting you i'm letting you know the zeros trevor are not better don't buy into the hype gatorade zero is way better Gatorade zeros are so i mean with the exception of the berry they're all really good like the lemon lime orange i got a fruit punch right now in front of me it's it's i mean it's got a little bit of an aftertaste compared to the the, the original with sugar but it's definitely passable it, they're good i like those and that was DJ. What we're just near. We've already made. You don't eat. You don't eat fast food burgers. You don't. You don't. You don't drink soda. You don't, you drink canned beer. I mean, your palate is pretty much not like just. It's not being used in this. this Trevor, like, you only eat fast food. I know. <laughs> I'm not sure you're the one to tell me about my palate. My palate's just fine. Best on the radio show. That's been established. Roush, Roush admits to it. Yeah, it's a bummer he's not here today to agree with me. But he, he's out today, by the way. He's at a horse farm. We he acted like we were supposed to know what he meant by that. Scooch, did you have any idea what was going on there? No. Yeah, he just texted and said he thought he had to be at the horse farm at noon, and instead he has to be there at seven. Yeah, I have no idea. What what's he buying a horse a to get horse into the farm. racing game? I thought I wouldn't have to be at this horse farm until noon. They changed it. Now I have to get there at seven a.m. And let's play the fun old game. Has Roush tweeted this morning to sh- to indicate that he's awake? Let's see. No. Nope. Nine hours ago. He better has, has he, for me to ride. Has he liked anything this morning? Nope. Sure hasn't. So, liar. He liar. Better, he better liar. looking to get a horse that I can ride because I'm still that's still on my to do list. Yeah, we'll get to maybe have to talk about those shenanigans sometime in hour two, Trevor. I, I've, I've, I've about had it up to here with you on that stuff. Uh, how great were those NBA games on Saturday night? That was a lot of fun. Like, trying to put me back to sleep. You don't. You didn't watch any NBA this week. No, I like basketball. I don't watch the NBA. That's such a such like a buzz buzzword statement. You know you're going to get somebody texting into the Thornton's text line for you saying that. It's really tough for me to get into the regular season of the NBA, not for anything about like the basketball or the style of play or anything like that, but I'm watching college basketball during that time. And then college basketball ends, and sure enough, the NBA playoffs start just a couple weeks later. So it's I just don't have enough time to keep up with the level of college basketball that I try to keep up with, no big deal, versus just having any free time to watch additional basketball, and I'm not going to do the NBA. So I, I am somebody that, that that does just come around the playoffs. I'll keep up with like the news stories, but most of it's just drama that it's who really cares about. But around the playoffs, it's fun, Trevor. Like The atmospheres are great. The Sacramento Kings play in their first home playoff game in, what was it, 16, 17 years? That place, right. they're standing room only 20 minutes before tip. 
that's awesome. And that's something that I think like the NBA doesn't get a ton of credit for is great atmospheres. And during the regular season, it's totally validated. But in the playoffs, it takes it up a new level. And then the play is fun because they're, they know it's – this is it. Like, if there was ever a time to turn it on, this would be time to do it. Don't worry so much about load management or taking plays off. This is – it's go time. So you're getting the highest level of basketball played in the world. It is entertaining in the playoffs. I, I Again, I'm right there with the folks that don't watch the regular season. But in the playoffs, I can appreciate just how fun it is. And Saturday was awesome, especially watching the U.K. guys do their thing. I have followed it. I just haven't watched it. I know the Kings were playing it well. It, that does hurt me as, as a struggling Pacer fan to see Sabonis doing well with them because I was afraid I, I really was not a fan of the, the Pacers made last year. Uh, I didn't notice that. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but when I saw the picture, like, so Fox is wears five and Monk wears zero now. Yet didn't they wear? Didn't they have those exact numbers switched when they were UK? Did Monk did. wear zero and Fox wore they, five? Or yeah. Yeah, and Sacramento did a funny little video about it, which I would recommend watching. I it just I don't know, Google it. But uh, it confuses me almost every time, and it did on Saturday night watching them because they they do like they they both can pull up from anywhere and do a bunch yeah. of different fun things. But when you see the numbers mixed up, it still does confuse me. You figure it out in time, but yes, they did switch them. I think that took place. I mean, I, I listen. I'm I'm not going to hate on Fox and his money phone and, and Monk who missed the shot to win the beat all that same team, so I've got no ill will. Uh, but, you know, I mean, I don't like to see Sacramento. It's, it's, a, it's a small market, a fan base that obviously is is a fan of their team regardless of whether they've been good. Obviously, since they haven't really been good in almost 20 years, and yet they still do, you know, you know they still fight to keep that team that team there, and they still show up in some games, and it's all the attendance they got now. They are you know, in the playoffs, so yeah, I mean, I'd like to see Sacramento do well. I don't know how well they'll do, but I, I will root for a market like that, especially since when it's a market like that with no real like major superstar on it. That's the type of team that the NBA just goes up. We can't have them go too deep. So I like to, I always like to root for those. Scooch, what'd you make? Did you watch any NBA this weekend? Did you watch the the, the Kings game on Saturday? So I feel like the the first game in San Francisco. I will. I don't think the spread could probably be high enough for me to take the Warriors in in that one. Whenever it does get back there, but uh, gosh, that was a fun one. Uh, yeah. So I watched all three games prior to the Warriors and Kings game. Those were all really good. But to be honest with you, TJ, I got killed sports betting on Saturday. So by time that Warriors Kings game rolled around, I was I was ready for bed. It was it was a bad day on the old sports gambling for me. What all did you lose on if not NBA? NBA. No, it was oh, strictly okay. all NBA. I did a couple baseball bets too, but they there was nothing big. But yeah, I was uh I'm I'm big on live betting for NBA. I feel like NBA is one of the easier sports to live bet and win money. And yeah, that just did not happen. Did you put money on Toronto uh, ending the undefeated run of the, the Tampa Bay Rays this weekend? I didn't, but I thought about it. It was it Saturday? Did they end that Saturday? They beat them Friday and Saturday. Oh, Friday and Saturday. Okay, so I missed the one on Friday. I was going to bet them on Saturday, but I wouldn't have if I'd have known about Friday, so I'm glad I didn't. TJ, your Red Sox, come on. Any comments? Uh, they're, <laughs> they they stink this year. No pitching, which has been the case, unfortunately, for, for them since really 2018. But they have been winning this weekend ever since they stopped playing the Rays, so that was good. And they wore their yellow uniforms yesterday, and they won in those, so that's always a fun time. 
it's always nice to be, be Tampa. TK, I, I, I said this on Russ, which I'll give you credit for this, but like when I first met you, which God, it's been like 10 years plus now, it seems like, but like, it always baffled me as a Red Sox fan or a fellow ALE fan, team fan, maybe in Toronto, you'd be in Boston, how you had so much hatred for Tampa. It's like, it's Tampa. You should hate New York. You should hate us. You know, you should hate maybe Baltimore. Like, Tampa always thought it's a stepchild, but over the last few years, Tampa's been just a thorn in our freaking side. And I now I, I, I'm, I, I hate the Yankees most, but I think Tampa may have surpassed the Red Sox, the teams I hate as much in the ALEs. Yeah, I, I hate them strictly just because they've been really good and they have zero fan support and they're not appreciated in the community. And they nearly just like became a split half team with a team from Canada, which was weird. Um, although it would have been kind of somewhat entertaining. People forget that. What was it, Montreal? Or was or was what 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 Canadian city were they gonna do like half and half home games? Well, I would have to be Montreal. It's the only other real major market in Canada, they're Vancouver and like Ottawa. Maybe it was. I mean, it could have been Ottawa. I don't know. But I, I anyway, it's just a wild idea. I forgot that uh but I the Rays have been good. I just nobody shows up to their game. Plus they really. dropped the yeah. devil from it. It just seems kind of fancy like. Also, tell Rutherford to suck it about giving me crap about being a Packers and a Red Sox fan. <laughs> what, what am I supposed to like the city of Louisville's professional NFL and MLB team? I mean, don't look at me. I, I'm not one to judge. I'm, all, to, I'm over the map more than anybody. So am I supposed to just go down to old Slugger Field and watch MLB baseball down there? Am I supposed to go to old Cardinal Stadium and watch the NFL team? Hey, hey we've had teams. We've had that happen. And uh, he thinks he's so cute and quirky for being a Detroit Lions fan. Well, I mean, I don't know about cute, but quirky, definitely. <laughs> I mean, I how the Lions are keeping the Packers out of the playoffs. I don't like it, Trevor. I don't like it one. I don't like any of it. I don't like any of it. You took away, like, three Lions playoff victories in the 90s. It's okay. I mean, one good turn deserves another or something like that, right? Aaron Rodgers, last game as a Packer, lost to a Detroit Detroit Lions to keep him out of the playoffs. That's and they sent him to the Jets. Now, isn't that punishment enough? Haven't sent him to the Jets just yet. <laughs> I'm assuming at least by draft day, right? That's going to happen. There's still time to work it out, baby. Yeah, that's what they're saying, Trevor. Like, maybe even on draft day. Uh, we do need to end hour one, a shortened hour one, but no less Sorry. fun. Uh, today is the 127th Boston Marathon, a day I'd really love to get up to Boston for at some point. I'm sure hotel prices are probably booked and through the roof, but they're doing the Boston Marathon this morning, and then the Red Sox play a day game at 11, and it's uh, supposedly just a big fun party day and nobody works in Boston. It'd probably be fun to be there. So. By the way, TJ, do we want a double here or what? Yeah, double. Okay. Yeah, routine double. Just get back into the normal flow of things. In hour number two, including reading the Thornton's text line, so keep them coming in, 502-414-1450. This is Kentucky Roll Call. I'm Roll Call. Radio. TJ Walker, not Nick Roush, but Trevor Kelsey, and world-class A-plus producer Justin Kalen will be right back. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. 
Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Trevor Kelsey, Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. We appreciate you spending time with us. Text on into the Thornton Sex Line 502-414-1450. We talked some NBA. We talked a little Batcats there in the first segment. We got on a little bit late this morning, but it's all is well. And Talk a little NBA playoffs. Trevor's not going to like it, but Scoots, we at least do need to bring up that golf yesterday. Pretty exciting finish. Playoff golf. Did you get to see it? I actually forgot all about golf. Who ended up winning? Oh, no. I did. No, I I forgot about it. No, that's the best news for Trevor because now it's, uh, you know, I can't can't do it by myself. I know it. I know it was tight. Matt Fitzpatrick won. Dang. They went to a play. Him and Jordan Spieth went to a playoff, and Spieth kind of choked. He 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 missed uh, an easy one that would have won it, or an easier one that would have won it. And eventually, Fitzpatrick stuck one. I think what was it on the third playoff hole? Stuck one within like a foot, and Spieth was off the green and had to get aggressive and and didn't make it. So man, but, uh, I guess he was on the green, but it was a it was a D, it was a far putt. And didn't didn't make it, but it was it was awesome. It was I'm, really good coverage. I hit a few bets, could have won more. Scheffler not making it in the top ten was a real kick in the groin. Did uh did Jimmy Walker finish in the top ten? No, I think he kind of fell apart. Okay, yeah, because I was I was kind of kicking myself. So I I do my three golfers every week, but with Rory being out. I, I had to make a third bet, and I went all the way to the bottom. I was looking at top tens, top fives. I saw Jimmy Walker. I went directly to his name. His top ten was plus sixty thousand. Could have placed a dollar bet and won six hundred, and I didn't pull the That's trigger. Not I did not pull the trigger on it, and that man was in the top ten all weekend. Well, you would have lost a buck because he finished twenty fifth. Hoorah! Yeah. Uh, Did you all really yeah. bring me on to talk NBA and golf on a morning? Come on. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize you were totally out on playoffs. I, and, you know, the weird thing is, is when we did meet, yeah, you, you were a big NBA guy. Like, you, was, loved the, you loved the NBA. I mean, the, that was the very beginning of the getting rid of defense. So we're going to call fouls and everything. We like to call it the, uh, the James Harden era of, uh, of basketball where you get average 90% of your points at the free throw line because players are still adjusting to the rules. Now they've adjusted to it. There's just no defense, no reason to guard anybody. Trevor will be, yeah. Trevor will be back on NBA this time next year when he can sit on his couch and bet it. I guarantee it. I don't know. You, it sounds like a bet you might lose, just like every other bet you've lost this weekend. <laughs> now you can always bring up the Eastern Michigan bet, though. Unfortunately for you, uh, that's true. Oh, that's. <laughs> I hate you, Dirty Kent or Stan Heath or whatever. whatever. What are bum coaches up in, in, in Eastern Michigan? Yeah, uh, Scooch Thigala finished in the top five. Nice. Copley was at one point the in the clubhouse leader, but the the pack didn't come back to him, unfortunately. Uh, it was a, it was a really really fun tournament, and now Fitzpatrick with his win won more money than Rom did at the Masters just a, a week ago at I, the RBC Heritage. I am pretty disappointed that I missed it, to be honest, because I watched. A good chunk of it on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. I was locked in all three days, and then yeah, I don't know what happened yesterday. I just I forgot all about it, but I knew it was tight. I was keeping up with the scoring, 
had a pretty pretty hectic day at work yesterday, so I didn't get home till about six. I don't even know what time it ended, so I, I maybe missed it overall, anyways. But yeah, it was it was an exciting tournament. I wish I could have saw the the last round there. What was going on at, at work? Uh, we just had uh, there was a massive volleyball tournament in town. So we had over 100 checkouts yesterday. By the way, you should have seen one of these girls. It was unbelievable. This girl must have been 6 foot 10. She was her the top of her hips came up to my chest. It was, I've never seen anything like it. You were in heaven, weren't you? No, that is too tall, Trevor. I mean, this girl was 7 <laughs> foot tall. That would be awesome. It was incredible. Imagine a seven foot tall girl. That'd be great. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta stand by Trevor here. That was my first thought. I was like, you, pro- you probably were in love, assuming hopefully she was an adult. Uh, they were not adults. Yeah. They were, they were of high school age, but they were. Um, so they were like high level D one prospects. Like one of the girls was, I overheard her asking her coach in the lobby. She was like, "Oh, do you know any of the coaches at Arizona? Are you close with them?" And I was like, "Oh my God, we're we're talking about going to Arizona as high school volleyball players." Okay, so they must have been pretty legit. There were some professional or like semi professionals, I think, in town this weekend as well. But they're uh, really legit. They'd be staying home at Louisville. True. Probably wanted to go maybe to a program that's won a national championship like UK. Though. Oh, DBK can't oh. win the big one. No, I thought that. I thought really that didn't. didn't the, the 2020 team. That don't. Those, the, 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 the Mickey Mouse championship doesn't count. You know what doesn't count is putting up an embarrassing 2013 coaches poll asterisk banner just to skirt around the NCAA. That's embarrassing. I, I think I disagree. I think that's the epitome of cool. <laughs> 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 it, it is. It, it it's when you when UK made that 1951 national championship trophy. That was that was a little dorky. Yeah, I mean, but at least we have somewhat more of a claim to the 13, right? We have. We were claimed. It, we have claim. It was claimed. But I mean, both technically claimed. Yeah, but officially, we are the 2013 champions. It's just because they want to. In particular about a banner, you know. Well, uh, unfortunately, unofficially, according <laughs> to the NCAA. I no one listens to the NCAA anymore, right? They're, They're like disco. They're not cool anymore. It is wild to think, like, it wasn't long ago that the, the biggest issues in the world were the NCAA doing this, doing that, and now it's just a totally different landscape in college athletics. I mean, does anyone really take the NCAA seriously anymore? I'm not sure. Yes, I think <laughs> I think most most programs still follow the basic NCAA guidelines. No, not most teams like Arizona, North Carolina. They 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 laugh at the NCAA. Uh, I, I I think they probably mostly cooperate. I mean, Miami's pretty much just laughed at them for like the last twenty years. But it really was the boogeyman for the longest time. People still found a way to complain with them, obviously. Uh, and there's still some things that they could do and get better. They need to make sure they don't expand the NCAA tournament, though. That oh. will be an absolute disaster if they do. It won't be a disaster, but it, it won't be great. It, it will take a little bit of the luster away. We'll complain and we'll moan and we'll whine. but We'll, we'll watch it, but yeah. yeah. But I do think it wouldn't be crazy that, well... KRC listeners are, I'm sure, totally sick of hearing about how I think there's going to be this huge break off of conferences and it's going to kind of be like a super kind of professional league. 
I do think you could at some point get something that could try to rival the NCAA tournament, another basketball tournament featuring college basketball teams. And you do have those in November in December, but I wonder if someday you're going to get something, you're going to get a tournament. I don't know what time of the year it's going to be. Maybe it'll do something, be something similar with John Calipari's summer league. I think you're going to get another competing tournament with the NCAA where they're going to offer just like, Hey, winning team gets $2.5 million. And it's just going to be the, the drama of the NCAA tournament, but the stakes just turned up even higher somehow. And I, I that's, I, you know, could be decades down the road, but I bet someday you'll get a, com- a competitor to the NCAA tournament. The NIT? Not the NIT. Although, the, I guess, like, the, the, I guess you can't do it with NCAA rules as they are right now, but the league that does offer just big-time cash to the winners, they're going to – maybe it's the NIT. Maybe somebody rebrands the NIT. It becomes. I mean, think about it. Think about it. Back. A cool one again. Think about it. There was somebody back in the in the forties, fifties, talking about how there was a tournament that was going to compete with the NIT, and people probably mocked him at one point. That was where we are. That's true. Yeah, the NIT at at, at certain points was uh, as prestigious, and even maybe more. Even during the early assembly, I mean, this tournament technically started in 38, 39 officially, and didn't really overtake the NIT until. Early fifties, mid fifties is the most popular tournament. Yeah, and, and some historians kind of dispute that on different levels, just because some people put the NIT at the higher level because it was in New York City. You, you did get more bright lights on you, but there are people that thought the NCAA tournament earlier on than most think had the better collection of teams. Just unfortunately, not a large enough collection of teams until expansion of it. Probably, probably true as well. Yeah, wow, we only had what, eight, I mean, it was eight yeah. teams, I think, for the first maybe ten years of the tournament, roughly. It's it's not totally unsimilar, dissimilar to college football, where back in back in the day in the NCAA tournament, you had to win your conference. So if you don't win your conference, you're just hey, season's over, kiss it, kiss it goodbye. But that went until the nineteen mid seventies. Yeah, but that's somewhat similar to. The college football nowadays, you can still get in if you don't win your conference, but it's it's unlikely. The odds are against you. Although, Until they I, expand here in, like, what, three years, I guess? Is what, when are they expanding to 12? Was it 2025, I think, yeah. the first year? I think that's the year Brom takes the Cardinals to the tournament. Trevor, I do, unfortunately, think he's going to win at a pretty pretty nice clip. That doesn't necessarily mean, I think, he beats UK. Hopefully, UK. I still think UK should be the more talent. I just think his style in the ACC. He, he, he took freaking Purdue to the Big Ten championship game. Yeah, and Purdue. It's probably one of the toughest places to win in college football, and he did pretty well there. But his style, I think, will be a lot better in the ACC. And I think the ACC is a complete and total garbage conference. Uva always finds a way to be in a garbage conference, one way or another. But I think he'll. I think he'll win. I think he'll win at a pretty high level there. So, congrats, buddy. You did. I, I won't go as far as say garbage conference, but I think totally garbage. In a nicer way of saying it, you know, it, it, it is it, it's there for the taking. What it is. It's it just seems like fewer and fewer programs are committing to college football in the ACC, and that's everywhere else. Everybody is committing to college football, and I'm sure like you could find articles about donations or something about every place, but like. 
Syracuse doesn't seem like they give a hoot about football. Boston College certainly doesn't. Virginia certainly doesn't. Virginia Tech does, but they just can't seem to get their grip. The same, same with Miami. Yeah, Miami does. They're paying the money. They're just they just can't like it, it's kind of strange. And then uh, you know, Florida State and Clemson, they'll always be somewhat big brands. NC State stayed just above like head level. Uh, but they're not taking any big steps forward. Wake Forest weirdly has been solid, but nobody cares because it's Wake Forest. It's it's a it's a it's a conference that I think is certainly winnable, and uh, I think Brom unfortunately will. But Kentucky will still need to just take care of things on their side, have more talent than U of L, like they mostly do, and I, I think that that will be fine. But I think you're probably going to start seeing more top twenty, top twenty five matchups between the two programs. And if it's not, if one team is ranked, it's probably going to be U of L. Cause I think they'll just, they'll, they'll rack up wins in their conference. Well, they're going to beat the cats this year, baby. They're certainly not going to do that. I feel, I feel good about this year. If Brown starts bringing in good talent and. We got some good talent coming in this year. I you mean, do, you do, you do. I mean, I, I, than I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm ecstatic for the, the, the two, the transfer receivers they have out of both Jacksonville state and Georgia. The other one's from Georgia Southern, I believe. The four-year guy and the kid from Jacksonville State was a freshman with Dion last year and did transfer, but he got like 700 yards receiving last year as a freshman on that team. So and then you've got the the, the tight end, the, the five-star tight end coming in. You've obviously got Jack. Don't call me Jake. I'm not related to him. Plumber coming back to those system. I I'm I've talked about Rutherford show. I mean, I haven't been this giddy over our football in probably a decade going into the season. I, I'm just, I can't wait. I mean, this is going to be a long. Long summer for me because I can't wait to get this football season started. I get it. I, I, if I were a L fan, I'd be the same way, especially with the state of the basketball program. But yeah, that doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help. But that being said, it's uh, Satterfield's gone. It does kind of feel like a, a new era at L. I still think Kentucky should be okay. Just take care of its business. But unfortunately, the, the days of L being really stinky and Satterfield doing goofy things are over uh, i think and also i do think you're gonna the days of just totally embarrassing crowds at lnn federal credit stadium cardinal stadium, oh hell, i don't stadium? know it's cardinal stadium to me I'm LNN like, stadium what are until we they get until they send me a personal check i'm not acknowledging them on that title i think well I'm not sure the legality of all that but it's going to be more full going to be more full and uh, i do think uh, this year that game is probably going to be the toughest ticket that it's maybe ever been eh, ever been no i think i mean at least since expanded newly expanded 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 cardinal stadium i think the early 2000s games were pretty well attended 2007 uh, at, at commonwealth was a pricey ticket so if yeah that the Incorrect, but maybe in the last decade. I'd say in the last decade. I mean, the tickets. I mean, I, I want to. I don't know if they actually sold out. The crowd hasn't been all that great. When it first came back around in '94, I mean, I don't remember. I remember the first three were all at Commonwealth only, so uh, I can't remember. I can't remember if they were all sold out. I mean, I remember being decent crowd, but again, that was also a Commonwealth that was. I think they were. I think they were sold out. I mean, that was that wasn't even a filled out dome Commonwealth. That was when you had the stands in the end zone and you had the opening area. So. The game, was always, stadium. the game was always more well attended in the when they played it at the beginning. Oh yeah, instead of at the end. I mean, I, the, the one one of the few games I didn't I didn't get to actually see the whole game full of. I went to so many football games at the beginning. 
was the, the Lightning Bowl game. I mean, that was you know, the uh, Ragone's sophomore year, then Lorenzo's retro freshman year, uh, the, the overtime game, the, the Louisville won in, in 2000. And that was a game where I remember I, I couldn't even get into the only reason I got to see the second half inside the game was because of the Lightning strike. That let, they let everybody out. I snuck in with my buddy to, to watch the rest of the game for free because we, had, we went down there before the game with 150 bucks each and couldn't even get a ticket. I mean, that's... It's amazing to say that now, 23 years later, when you, people are trying almost handing out tickets to these our games. Yeah, it's not it's not been it's not been great crowds. Uh, let's head on over to the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. By the way, UK's had some transfer portal news. When we get Roush back in tomorrow, we'll definitely be a little bit more football heavy. Uh, but a little bit later on the show, I'll probably get to to some of that. Uh, text on in Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty. I don't know if we got to read all of john's friday texts let's see here if there's anything anything yeah we didn't read john's from friday hey guys have you ever seen the glass that looks like sunglasses that you wear at night i saw them at big lots but i'd never know if i can trust them or any type of glass so i'm wondering have you seen any types of glasses on shady rays i know i can check but i just wanted to pick your brain on this particular style of sunglasses or should we call them moon glasses. Always remember, I wear my sunglasses at night so I can see the light that's right before my eyes. Well, have a great weekend. Got to go talk to you later. I did have a great weekend, John. Thanks. I don't I don't know if Shady Rays have those, but you should go to ShadyRays.com. Their website's totally easy to navigate. I just personally haven't searched for the sunglasses that you can wear at night. I do know what you're talking about, though. I, I figure they have to work to, in some capacity just for them to be in business, but I can't imagine... I imagine they would probably have some limitations would be would be my guess. But I've never worn them. I do know what you're talking about. Haven't seen them. Don't know if Shady Rays has them, but go to ShadyRays.com. Use promo code BIGX for 25% off at checkout. Super easy navig- website to navigate if you do want to look up if they have the nighttime moon glasses that John's talking about, which I do know weirdly what you are talking about. They're, they do the infomercials about them from time to time. And I have actually seen them at the stores. I don't. I don't know if, if, if those glasses work. I don't know if they're like the info commercials that I get to see on the ACC network on a regular basis. But I will say this, Corey Hart slash John: uh, If you are going to get them, probably the ones that work aren't being sold at big lots. Yeah, get the ones that maybe or maybe not being sold at shadyrays.com. Promo code yeah. Big X twenty five percent. By the way, got my shady rays yesterday, TJ. I just want to thank you, thank you, thank you so much for suggesting the mystery pair because they ended up sending me basically the exact same pair that I ordered except for the pair I ordered had the black lenses. My mystery pair was the same pair with just blue lenses. So, wow. yeah, thanks thanks for that. So I got two great-looking pairs of Shady Rays. You're, I still have my original finders pair. Me. Finders fee, I get, the, I get your other sunglasses. <laughs> Needless I to say, I don't think I'll give it to a listener. I still have my original pair, and if I lost them, I would cry. I love those Shady Ray sunglasses. Well, they do replacement pairs. They've got a great deal on that. Everybody's heard me talk about it. And now you're going to hear me talk about the Big X Sports Radio Golf Card. You can get it today. Play Park Mammoth, Old Capital, Golf Club, Elk Run, Valley View. We love Elk Run. Wooded View in Christmas Lake in Santa Claus, Indiana. Trevor bailed on us last year when we were at Elk Run. Will he do it again? I'm not sure. But you nope. Play all these I'll be there. For under $25 a round, wow, what a deal. Go to BigXSportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457, 812-725-1457.
57. Get it today. Some of the nicest courses in the area, especially Park Mammoth, one of the nicest courses in all of Kentucky. Getting to play that for under $25 a round is a steal. Get yours today. Supply is limited, as you've heard in the commercials. Did you, limited, limited, limited. Did you see what I did this weekend, TJ? In regards uh, to golf? No, what'd you do? So my brother wanted to go out and play. For whatever reason, he just cannot remember that I'm crippled and can't play at this moment. But he texted me, he said, you want to go out on Friday? And I was like, I can't play, just a reminder, but I'll I'll go out and ride with you. So I went out, and I, I just rode around with him. But I did the thing where I, that I've never been brave enough to do, playing my own ball, and I just went barefoot everywhere. I, I walked everywhere he did, and I was just barefoot the whole time. So on the fairways, on the greens, and I, I got to tell you, I might have to start playing that way because, man, it was pleasing on my feet. Well, some places probably aren't going to love you doing that, but yeah, go for it. Uh, I, I saw your tweet. I yeah, that was on Friday, right? Correct. Yeah, it was. It was nice. Man, it really cracked me up. That was a funny tweet, and uh, I had somebody reach out and said that they thought you may be higher than the Hindenburg for just walking around the the golf course bare barefoot. But people, there are people that do that. I just think you you, you get some looks when you do it. Well, you better not be a bad golfer if you're doing that. Me, me and the Hindenburg may or may not have had something in common. We'll leave that up to the imagination. <laughs> so hopefully you didn't cry. Why, why are you crippled? Excuse what happened. Yeah, buddy. that's a whole other thing. Just play golf, man. No, I'm not doing it until I'm healthy. Um, Trevor, I've been dealing with some sciatic nerve pain for about a month, and it's pretty brutal. But he, won't okay. do he, won't do it. he won't do anything about it. He won't go to the doctor. No. I mean, I, I listen. I, I'm one that does to go to the doctor as well on many occasions, but I mean, if it gets so bad, you, you gotta just go, dude. Oh, it, it's it's getting better now. It's I I barely have any pain in the mornings anymore. It's not a hindrance to sit down and stand up anymore. We're we're getting there. It's just gonna take a little time. So I've got to be patient okay. with that. I'll continue on my ibuprofen stretching and rolling method. Uh, okay. A texter on the Thornton sex line says, honestly, the NBA should just start playing games at midnight at this rate. Like, what are they thinking with doing games at 1030 for the playoffs? They literally had all Sunday, and they choose to start the first game at three. Crazy. Uh, the East Coast gets its most egregious NBA playoff time of the year. It is wild. It is unrealistic to expect East Coasters to stay up for a 1030 game. And they don't care. And that's just, you know, that's their that's their answer. They don't care. But there's just no way that you can do that. And that's a bummer. And luckily tonight's game isn't 1030, but it's not much better. It's at 10. But how are you going to be able to watch the the old Kentucky King Cats, Sacramento King Cats, with uh, having to stay up that late? It's impossible. Move, move farther out west? That would be one suggestion. <laughs> I, mean, just, uh, I know it's a pain, but... I mean, you got to remember they are three hours behind us. I mean, and I do have the theory that, like, when you have the game should be at the time that is best for that city, for that for that spot. So, yes, sometimes the East Coast would just get kind of hosed. Like seven p.m. is a good time to start a game. So, all right, ten o'clock on the East Coast that stinks. You just kind of got to deal with it. But it's it's the East Coast games that don't start till eight thirty or nine that sometimes really grind my gears. Like, 
who cares about TV? Just put it on at seven and people are going to watch it. And if that means people have to watch it on their commute home or listen on the radio on the West coast, then so be it. They, they get it more, they get it, a, they get it better off much more than we do. TJ, you need to be like me. You need to move out. We need to run the West. We're, we're made for West coast time zone. I mean, you're, you're, there's nothing on past like 11 o'clock sports wise. It is wild how often time zone gets gets brought up on this radio show. But I think we've agreed that mountain time is like the best, the best the two, time. The two hours, yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a nicer, but yeah, two hours is is a little far. It's, it's a little far back to go back. Yeah, like while I wouldn't mind an early NFL slate, ten a.m. sometimes would probably be annoying. Yeah, especially when you're talking about fantasy sports too. But how it, it'd be. I, I would get a lot more done too if my sporting events were over at like eight p.m. or eight thirty p.m. Yeah, I'd, probably, but, I'd probably read a lot more, Trevor. I mean, it would it would suck though for like if you're afternoon sports like I am with Rutherford, where you're we're on like the local time of, of three to six, and you know you've got you know major events starting at four. I mean, we'd be on throughout the entire part of our show from like four to six if you had a East Coast game starting, you know. Yeah, but they, they probably have they probably factor that into to timing. I mean, they probably have broadcasting rights where they're playing games too, so they may not have a ton of shows. I, I get what you're saying, though. Yeah, it would be. I I, don't, I certainly don't care about the radio dynamics of the West Coast. No, nor do I. Most of the part. Yeah. <laughs> Another texter on the Thornton's text line five zero two four one four fourteen fifty says Fox absolutely cooked like a chef the entire game. My goodness, it really just it was enjoyable to watch. I'll probably maybe watch the start of tonight's game and then scoots do the old classic wake up. Probably do the YouTube highlights. Two thirty a.m. Yep, I'm looking. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'll. I'll there's a decent chance I woke up earlier. This I woke up at like one last night. So if I wake up early enough, maybe I can catch the very end. That'd be kind of cool. There you go. Maybe I should just set an alarm for like twelve forty. I don't. Know. I fell asleep about two o'clock last night. It'd be after that. I'd need to do like twelve fifteen. Yeah, not a bad idea. Maybe I. What time, Trevor? Uh, I tried to get to sleep as early as I could yesterday, knowing I had the warning of this morning, but. I think I finally fell asleep. It was about, it was about a little about two fifteen this morning when I finally fell asleep. Man, you're made. You're made for the NBA playoffs, and you just you don't even care. Oh, I know I am. I listen to this. I'm I'm the kid that used to, to sneak out of my room at night and sneak get, get, go down the hallway to the den, which wasn't really sneaking because my grandmother snored louder than you know boats coming into the harbor, and and would you know get up and watch like the late TNT game. That was like the thing I would I loved doing that. Watching the Blazers and Sonics, usually always the Lakers, obviously, because the Lakers were in the 90s and the 80s. Like, that was my favorite thing to do. I used to love doing that and watching the late night TNT games. I was a younger Trevor, another, another yeah, era. Yeah. The NBA decided to go woke, and they lost Trevor Kelsey. Well, yeah. Sorry, David Stern. Your image is being pooped on by Adam Silver on a day to day basis. The texture says this Kings Warriors game is unbelievable. It was another texture says underdogs have been five and zero against the spread to start the playoffs so far. And the one time I take both dogs to cover, neither hit. Betting in a nutshell for me. Yeah, that's betting. <laughs> it happens. I, I did not make it over to Indiana yesterday though, but I did. I, I isn't it isn't this the, the way that it always works? I would have had the Lakers. I would have had the Heat. I would not have had the Clippers, admittedly, 
and I would have had uh, the Nuggets. So it would have been a good day. You would have had the not heat. Not perfect, but didn't make my way over to Indiana. These Kentucky goobers can't get this uh, stuff going fast enough. I you, think when is the earliest? August? Something like that. You would have had the heat, though. Really? Uh, I, uh, not money line. Not money line. Okay. But they were they were nine point dogs. That was way too many. That's points. true. Yeah, but if if, uh, if Giannis doesn't get hurt, that that one could get sketchy. Tyler Hero broke his hand, his right hand. So that's, that's true. And then, down, and then freaking down. made a three after it. How awesome yeah. was that? Yeah, he's a bucket, man. That was a fun team, too. Everybody's romanticizing about the 2017 team, and rightfully so. And, and they, were, they were a stolen championship taken away from them. That UNC team was great, too. But uh, totally stolen. Refs cheated them out of that one, in my opinion. Uh, totally bogus, but that Tyler Hero team was also really good and fun. Seventeen team—that's the one that uh, Bam broke his ankles to quit, right? It's the highlight of U of L basketball in the last decade. <laughs> no, the highlight was us being do, doing the sports talker show right across the street from it. That was a, that was awesome. That was a that fun was actually game. fun. Yeah, uh, we have never. I don't think I've ever had like a cooler radio set that's actually i should i should think about that not that anybody cares just personally uh like the the coolest radio setup i've ever had that was that may be it though like doing a show leading into the uk u of l game across from the arena that was that was a lot of fun a lot of people stopped by we had a, a good crowd for that one that was fun calling some of those the game was even better on radio was fun too those those would be up there as well hey, and just every day here on the big x really I guess the only other time we've done closest thing to that would be we did we did the game across from Jim Patterson for UI UK baseball one. They wouldn't let us in because you, they hate you so much. But that we did the, we did a show. From, I think that was right after the uh, the, uh, the the Gonzaga North Carolina Final Four game. If I remember right. Yes, you're you are correct. We did do radio across from Jim Patterson before the UK U of L game, and you all also are correct that they would not let us do the show there because they don't they did not like me. The, the story goes that they sometimes – are their games still on the Big X or are they over on Sister Station? Uh, I mean, technically they can be on us, but we haven't had the clarity of them. Okay, back in the day it was more rare that you'd have a game on the Big X, but it did happen from time to time. And, Trevor, I could be mistaken about some of this, so if you feel feel free to correct some of this story if you feel if you feel it necessary. But I they supposedly so they were had the game on on their station that they are their their radio station, radio station, radio player that they have in their dugout and so it bled over into our show after their game ended, or I guess they had it on waiting for their game to start or whatever it was. And our show was playing. And I guess I was just doing like the Dan McDonald can't win the big one bit. And I was talking about how they had also recently lost a series or something like that. And I think I was mostly being funny during it, but obviously just kind of riling, doing some riling. And, but they had heard that segment and, they were furious and they were like, why would you, we have our games on a station where this guy's talking like that? And I don't think it was like Dan McDonald himself. I, I, I don't know exactly who it was. That's how the story goes. I don't know if it's accurate. I, I, thought, it, I thought it was something to do with the ticket sales thing. Well, they didn't like that either. They, <laughs> it, it was told to me that they had like heard a segment, some of the players even, and they just, they, they were not, they were not happy. Uh, but no, the ticket sales stuff too. And, like, U of L fans will still bring that up. And if I'm guilty of anything, maybe, like, you know, I, I made too big of a stink about it. But I'm guilty of doing that, especially when I was in my 20s, more than just that time. 
But maybe, you know, maybe it, I did make too big of a stink about it. But they did sell tickets in the middle of the night to try to keep UK fans from buying them. That is, like, hilarious to me. I think that that would should be more talked about, to keep your rival fans out of your own stadium. They did, like, a, sec- a super secret 3 a.m. sale. Now, of course, UK and NC State's regional game ended up going till like, 1 in the morning. So UK fans were almost up by the time that the, the sale was going on. But that rightfully so should have been ridiculed. Now, maybe I did, maybe, you know, maybe it was too much. And I, I roasted Donovan Mitchell in the meantime. So that was a good, good social media moment altogether for me. How is Donovan Mitchell? Are, are they down one nothing to the Knicks? They're down one nothing. The, the Kentucky Knicks are really taking it to them. Can't lose the Knicks. That's another reason why I don't watch the playoffs. The Knicks are in it. Yeah, well, it's looking good for a lot of the, the Kentucky guys. The Miami Cat Heats are up in their series as well. The the Kentucky Suns are down. They lost, and uh, that wasn't good. That was actually pretty surprising because Paul George out for the, the, the first series, I think maybe even longer, potentially. Good. That's not nice, Trevor. I don't like Paul George. I'm in the same boat. Me. Same boat. I don't want to play for the Pacers. I don't want to be in a small market team. But I'm going to re-sign with Oklahoma City. Just be the bigger person. I'm already the bigger person in every scenario. Why do I got to be the bigger person? A dollar in the jar. (laughs) That jar's got some dust on it. Scoots, are we due for a break? Uh, Yes, absolutely. Let's take it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Trevor Kelsey, Justin Kalen. One final segment of Kentucky Roll Call coming up next. Walker here. Roush here. Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, hi. It's Bill Lumberg. It's about 10 o'clock. Yeah, just uh, wondering where you are. Yeah, hi. It's Bill Lumberg again. Uh, I just wanted to make sure you knew that we did start at the um, usual time this morning. Yeah, it isn't a half day or anything like that. So if you could just go ahead and get here as soon as possible, that would be terrific. Where the hell is Kelsey? Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Trevor Kelsey is here today filling in for Nick Roush. Always fun getting to hang out with our buddy who is – I don't care if that wasn't my expense. That's that's hilarious stuff, man. Oh, it's a great rejoin. That's good stuff. I don't care if it is making fun of me. That's still good stuff. Did you make you made that, didn't you? Did. Yeah, I did that one. And I did one with the Bueller. Uh, yeah, the Bueller one. Yeah, as, as well. It's good. It's it's good stuff. Right. We're happy to have him in. You can listen to him every day with Mike Rutherford from three to six here on this very station, and it's a lot of shenanigans talk. You may say, "Hey, I'm not a U of L. I'm not a U of L fan." Uh, it's they they Trevor always finds a way to plant seeds of nonsense, and they grow throughout the show. Poor, poor Rutherford is yeah he's he's regretting where his life is is gone as a celebrity radio host I think but 
the, the the Friday show alone, we spent the last the last hour of the entire show basically mocking Rutherford for being a front wiper. Yeah, and, and and the sad thing was Mike just walked right into it unknowingly. He was a naive front wiper. He didn't even know that he was doing anything wrong for his entire life. And it's it's a, it's a hard truth for people to find out that they've been wiping their their hiney the wrong way for their the duration of their life. Um and for him to do it find out publicly like that on air. That's tough. Wait, he was... Tough. It was it was real though. That may that that should win maybe some like radio awards for like just you know real human emotion. You're telling me he was bringing the trash towards the party? <laughs> yeah, <it> sure was. <laughs> that ain't good. It's like he's never heard it said that way. It's great. <laughs> oh, that was yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's he he really he is. He's doing it. He's doing it every time. Um, now I got made fun of for for admitting that I'm a I'm, I'm a wet wipe guy though, but I think I'd rather be a wet wipe guy than a front wiper. Yes, I, I think the bigger concern with the wet wipes is that you're just you were flushing them. Yeah, well, you know what? Hey, what can I say? I support our 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 local five hundred two plumbers union. Oh, man, text. We're not. We're not. We're. I'm not allowing it to get as deep into that conversation <laughs> as you all did on on the Rutherford show. I do want to bring up a few. I do want to bring up a few transfers for UK football. Uh, that have happened. I'm trying to see which ones are are the new ones. There's been so many of them. Um, Andre Stewart over the weekend. He entered the portal. Obviously, we know that Vito Tisdale is gone. Uh, but UK hasn't added anybody new since Keyshawn Silver, if I'm not mistaken, and that was in in January. So you're getting some some new names. You're it's telling people, all the media members are telling you who to keep an eye on. Uh, and that includes that offensive tackle from Cortland Ford from USC, who that would be a big time get. And everybody's saying to keep an eye out on him. So keep an eye out on him. Uh, that would help. It does concern me a little bit that UK is being. It, it, all the media members are like, they're going to add somebody on the offensive line. They're just going to. Who, it's, it's who is it going to be? It does maybe slightly concern me that they're scrambling and what seems to be the 11th hour, although the portal did just quite literally open. But this is it. Like, if you don't get somebody in this window, then you are what you are as a team moving forward to that. So you, you got to hope they get somebody because they certainly seem to think they need somebody. So if they think they need somebody you got to get somebody, and preferably somebody good, and somebody from USC that started on a team that, what were they in, the Sugar Bowl, I think, against uh, Tulane, made for a really, really, really good football game. That would be a big-time addition. And supposedly the scuttlebutt from USC folks are, we don't want to lose them. It's not the end of the world, but it definitely will hit us from a depth standpoint. Supposedly he was going to be in a competition for the starting spot. But USC fans would would miss him more from, well, if somebody else gets hurt, we're going to be in a little bit of trouble here. That's that's fine by me. I'll take that. It's a similar spot with UK, although I bet he would end up being the starter. So this is, if, if the media folks are telling you to keep an eye on it, let's hope UK can close because every team could use more depth on the offensive line. Every single one of them, not just the big blue wall. So it's important that if you need it, you're the ones that get it, and it seems like this is their their number one target priority. I, I don't know what UK's depth chart looks like, um, but I can tell you I agree with that 100%. You don't have to know what your team's depth chart looks like. Hey, you always want to bring in decent offensive linemen. 
whether you think you need them or you just need depth. You, you that is the one position you need the most depth at probably than the other in, in football, especially in college. Even pros for that fact. How many times are we watching the football playoffs? The teams that are that are that have had the best years and are doing the best are the ones that you always hear the commentators say their line has been healthy all year. They've had the same five offensive line, and that's. It's whether it be pro, college, high school, junior, it doesn't matter. The offensive line, maybe just because that's the position I played and that we just don't get enough credit, but you always got to have those guys. Yes. Amen. And if we are doing a radio a year from now and we're looking back at what went wrong with the season, if the season doesn't go the way I think, I think UK is about ready to have a really, really fun season. The schedule's tough, so I'm not sure exactly what the number is going to be. But I, I, I really do think this is going to be one of Mark Soup's more talented teams. But if it doesn't go that way, if I end up being wrong about that, it'll be because of the offensive line. Unless, of course, Leary were to get hurt or something like that. But you could say that really about any team in college football. Take away their starting quarterback. They're going to be yeah, in the worst know. off spot in most spots. You could say every, every year he's played, though, also in college football. Yeah, but and that's something that that is that's more important to have an offensive line to make sure he's not getting pounded left and right. That's going to be something to monitor all season. But but you can say it about any team losing a starting quarterback, and so I do think if the season doesn't go as planned, it'll probably be because the offensive line just wasn't able to be consistent enough. And it's you're playing a a dominant, you're playing a lot of dominant front line defensive lines this season, especially with Alabama on the schedule. That's just another one to the fold of the normals of Florida and Georgia and South Carolina and Tennessee. Uh, and Missouri's always got a sneaky good defensive front more years than not. So you got to be good up front, get this piece, and we'll talk more about it with Roush tomorrow. Uh, what do we have next on the text line, Scoots? Um, we are at the spot. Brad from Bellbrook. I've decided oh, that I'm going to try and give y'all a hypothetical on Mondays and Fridays to try to start and end the week with some fun scenarios. This week's hypothetical is brought to you by, if you're a business owner and KRC listener, please sponsor me. I have beautiful ideas and an ugly bank balance. If you're guaranteed to land Cutter Bowley as the future QB or had the option of Destin Wade at quarterback with the caveat that he'll be the fifth best quarterback statistically in the SEC, but Bowley were to commit elsewhere, which are you taking? The guarantee of solid quarterback play or the upside of a top-ranked QB who could potentially be the best in the SEC but could also be a bust? It's a good question. I, I think there's more layers to it than just – and, Brad, that's why it's a good hypothetical because I, I do think it's important sometimes just just get good commitments, especially regionally and send that message throughout the entire state and even throughout the region that, hey, this is how we're, this is what we're going to do recruiting. And also it could bring in a lot of other good players that want to play with him. Generally in these hypotheticals, if it were actually reality where you could snap your fingers and make one be true, I would lean more to, towards the conservative option of like, okay, you'd have a top five quarterback in the SEC. That probably means UK is pretty solid. It doesn't mean they're, they're, doesn't, it's not a guarantee that they're great, but it probably means they're pretty solid. So I normally would do that, but I think just for the, the waves and the repercussions of recruiting, I'd probably roll the dice with Cutter Bowley in this one. So I'd, I'd go against what I'd normally do. It's a tough one. I could see either scenario. I'm not familiar with the name, but I will say I agree with TJ. If you have a top five quarterback in the SEC, you may not be competing for the SEC East, but you're probably looking at a 7-8 win season, and that's pretty damn good regardless. 
Yeah, it's not the I, I, it's not the the choice that I ended up picking, but that was the rationale for that other option. <laughs> but I'm just trying to wake up your golf talk. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're just happy to have you, buddy. Big Friday night with the Cats win at number one LSU. Your boy hit a plus fifty four hundred parlay hit parlay, and he's working on another plus thirteen hundred hit parlay with the late games. Let's go. He says that he did only bet a dollar on that plus 5,400 parlay. Though. Oh, I really got Congrats. something started with the hip parlays here, huh? You, you're an innovator, Scoots. Robert says, like you, TJ, I went on a long soda hiatus, but this new Coke Zero formula is a game changer. I've fallen back into the soda, drink, soda drinking habit. Robert, I guess I'll have to... I, I will I will give it a whirl. I'll, it may have to be the right situation or the right scenario, but I'll 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 hear you out on it. I was a Coke Zero guy back in the day. John here. Good Monday morning, everyone. Wow, the station's having a case of the Mondays. Trevor, glad to hear you back on KRC. Is Roush at the horse farm for the Kentucky Derby for some great betting insider information? I hope so. I need to make some cash off this Derby. With it being draft season and the NFL draft coming up and the WWE draft as well, I'm pretty excited for this year's WWE draft night. Tell me, Trevor, what do you think about the WWE draft? Do you like this concept? We'll got to go talk to you later. Uh, I mean, we got to cap it maybe at 30 seconds here. Yeah, I won't need 30 seconds. I'm not a big fan of the WWE draft, uh, to be honest with you, John. I love the NFL draft, but WWE draft never really it lost me because they don't even take it seriously at the time. They'll draft a guy to like a, he's only going to SmackDown. We won't see him ever again on Raw. And like two weeks later, he's on Raw. It's like, it's, it's I don't know. It feels like a, a concept that could be a lot cooler if they actually tried and gave a bleep about it. I didn't even know there was a WWE draft. They've they, uh, they been doing it since they when they when they moved SmackDown to, to different channels, and they're like, "These are two different brands." Fox only gets these guys on SmackDown, and Raw gets these guys. But they, they never they they do it, and then like a week later, they start moving people around, and they don't care anymore. Kansas and UNC thought the Helms Championships were the best. Yeah, and they were wrong. They were wrong, unfortunately. The Helms Championships? I, I'm, I'm, That's like their championships in the 20s and like teens. Oh, yeah. yeah. You all be sure to tune in. To, the, the tournament technically didn't even start till 38, so I mean. You all be sure to tune in for SpaceX Starship test flight today at 9. That ship is going to take us to Mars one day. Wild stuff. Yeah, I was hearing, I saw a tweet that Musk was saying like when they go to Mars too, it's probably going to be like a thousand of those ships going at the same time. Really will be pretty fascinating. Very not not too, uh, pretty similar to like you know when they would travel across the ocean to make new colonies. Although they didn't have a thousand ships when they do that, not not as many. And hopefully, we I don't think we'll find anybody at Mars. But if we do, hopefully relations will be a little bit better than, than bit the last time. A little bit stretch difference between going across the Atlantic to a different continent opposed to going to a different planet. But. Different, hey, different, different times, different technologies. I I, mean, I, I agree. I mean, am I the only one that's seen the, the the classic movie The Martian with Matt Damon? I mean, what are we thinking here, people? Uh, Texter says, "Why are we wiping use a bidet and stop being heathens?" Rush has oh, bidets. Yeah, Rush is, Rush is a big bidet guy. That doesn't surprise me. Uh, we had a, we had a lot of people arguing the bidet thing. I just I don't know. I just I, don't know. I think it would take some getting used to. Just tuned in. Is it just me, or does Roush sound a little raspy today? Sound like he, or seems like he smoked a few hundred cigs over the weekend. Yep. Yeah, kids have been a nightmare this weekend. <laughs> it's been a, been a rough one. I had to 
had to switch to smoking to, to get through the, the terrible twos and, and, and preteens of my children. Trevor, when you saw Passion of the Christ, did you make out during the, the, the crucifixion or the Last Supper? Pretty much during most both, actually. <laughs> you were playing some tonsil hockey during Passion of the Christ? Yes, I get crap for it, yes. But yes, I did. I was I was actually on a date, and we ended up just kind of making out during the movie. Because, I mean, honestly, the movie kind of sucks. I mean... Not to that's a good, that's a good. I mean, it's a good movie. It's a good I mean, movie. I don't know. I want to bring. I want to bring this up. Uh, you'll have to talk about making out during Passion of the Christ at three o'clock here on Big X Sports Radio. Uh, L. Ellis predicted to go to Arkansas. Some yeah. of college basketball's experts, and by the way, Severe Wheeler may be teaming up with Keon Brooks at Washington. Uh, you do nothing but wish him the best, and maybe some late night Pac-12 basketball would be fun to watch. So I'm all for that happening. I'm all for L. Ellis going to Arkansas. That'll be great. He cannot defend for the life of him. I thought the must bus was doing a little bit better in the transfer portal. Uh, and I get it. He puts up a lot of points. But if you're on a four-win team, you're partially responsible. I don't care even if you are the leading scorer. It's a four-win team. So that was interesting. Trevor, maybe you can have 20 seconds and we got to sign off. That's fine. It's, it's a good fit for him, actually, I think. I mean, he'll he'll probably be kind of a six-man rotation behind the other JUCOs they brought in, which are JUCOs, but transfers. And Battle, I think, from Temple is probably better. And Minifield, who I really wanted from Washington, where Wheeler will probably be replacing if he goes out there. Yeah, that, that's going to be interesting. All right, everybody, have a great Monday. Thanks again to Trevor for waking up early with us. Sorry for the technical difficulties. We'll be back tomorrow with Nick Roush at 7 a.m. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Trevor Kelsey, and World Class. Now walk it out. Now walk it out.